Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller for the next couple of hours talking sports with you. Thanks for giving us some of your time here today. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this in uh, oh, 12 minutes or thereabouts. We'll catch up with our friend Matt Postens, who covers the Big 12 for Heartland College Sports. Uh, look forward to catching up with Matt. Always a good guest, whether it be football or basketball. And in this case, both will be part of the conversation coming up with Matt at 11.15. Lee Sterling is back with us. Uh, that comes your way at about 11.50 from Paramount Sports. Is this his last appearance till Super Bowl Sunday? I believe it is, It correct? is, yep. So we'll get Lee in here. He'll have a couple of bowl games to opine on, and they're sure he's got some bowl specials for those of you uh, so inclined. Between that period of time, see that is about 25 minutes or 35 minutes from right now. We'll give four of you an opportunity uh, to win some grub from the Chicken Coop. Three locations uh, in central Iowa, Urbandale, West Des Moines, and Ankeny. Chicken Coop giveaway coming up in about 35 minutes. If you have not played in the last 30 days, you are eligible uh, to do so. But be listening for your cue to call. In our number two... Uh, I forgot what we had. Oh, Dave Sinekin on the Packers. Want to catch up with one of our regional teams. So we'll do that with Sinekin on Green Bay as they take on Tampa Bay. A pretty important game for both franchises. Uh, and then we will be joined by our buddy Stephen M. Sipple from the Lincoln Journal Star. Catch up on the Big Ten West. Well, Big Ten, uh, Nebraska-wise. And ask him about if there's anything to the Scott Frost thing in the Nebraska. From the uh, Nebraska angle. He's trending on Twitter, on my Twitter. Yeah. Is everybody's Twitter the same? If no. he's trending on mine, is he trending on yours? Mm, I don't believe so. I don't know the answer to yeah. that. But he was trending on mine, and I don't go out of my way to search for Scott Frost. So, But you do search Iowa football. I, news, do. Yeah. I do. I click yeah. on Iowa football stuff. So are we missing this? No. I don't think no, there is there, right? Not. No, it's not going to happen. I didn't think so. No, it is message board chatter, uh-huh. social media chatter, reality can you envision that? I can't. We said it no. yesterday, and that's why I was shocked that it was trending again this morning, and it seemed to be picking up momentum. I can't buy it. I'm right there with you. It's going to be Joe Philbin. It's going to be somebody that's It's going to be boring. Paul Christ. It's going to be... Almost personality-less. Right. Li- yes. Um, now, I do have something that intrigued me yesterday. Along this angle? Yes. Offensive okay. coordinator. Wise. All right. You love flight tracker season. Oh, boy. You're getting into it. We have not had flight tracker season, certainly in the widespread internet age for Iowa football, because... Oh, no. <laughs> there was back, no internet when yes. you got hired. 25 years ago... Okay, there was an internet. There was internet. Yeah, but you didn't have on in front of your desk or wherever you Well, sit. I did in Mayflower, in my dorm. You really did? Yeah. So what year was that? 1998. And it was a dial-up situation? Uh, I don't even remember. What, yeah, basically. Probably yeah, so. Remember yeah. that? Remember the sound that it, it was, was a little bit quicker than dial-up, the old dial-up, okay. but we were getting there. And it was community shared? No. You had your own? Yeah, yeah. Look at you. I didn't. I, you grew up on a different side of the tracks than I thought. Well. You had money in your family. We did not have money. Absolutely not. That was a... 
That was a gift to myself with my high school graduation. Ah, okay. Needed a computer for school. How much did it weigh? Did you break your back moving oh, it yeah, around? The, the thing was heavy. <laughs> right. It was a big old thing. I took it up there, and yeah, so we had internet, and I was on the message boards back then, but it was a different era. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, a flight departed from Iowa City, a private plane of a known Iowa booster. Okay. Departed from Iowa City to Cedar Rapids, a 12-minute flight. Uh (laughs) Cracked me up. And then from Cedar Rapids to Salt Lake City. Okay. As you've heard me talk about for the last five years, the apple of my eye has been Andy Ludwig. Mm -hmm. Andy Ludwig, a year ago, turned down Notre Dame, turned down Alabama. The likelihood that all of a sudden he would jump to the Iowa job Uh after turning both those down. How old is he? 51, something like that. Early 50s, I believe, is what he is. I'm going to look. A guy that has a Wisconsin background. has, uh, I believe he was coaching under Christ and has been successful. And watching Utah and what they have evolved into the last five years, I have maintained every time watching him. He's 59. Oh, he's that old. Okay. He can't. Why can't Iowa be that? It's not that they out-athlete people. No. It's physicality. Yep. But it is come. Combined with a scheme passing that could work at Iowa, mm-hmm. and they're not having ridiculous wide receivers. It's not getting the four-star, 6'2", 215-pound prototype. Mm-hmm. It's not what what they, they have is they have good tight ends, or have had. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a tight end-based offense. Right. But where else does hmm. pretty good tight ends? That uses the middle of the field and doesn't hmm. get scared. Hmm. Uses things beyond 12 yards past the line of scrimmage. Doesn't get too risky. That's who I've always maintained. That would be the one. So a flight goes from Iowa City to Cedar Rapids, Cedar Rapids to Salt Lake Look City, a private plane. Yeah. Hmm. Do I think it's going to happen? Absolutely not. His buyout was $2.8 million and this was prior, this was February of this year. So there's been another season that has come and gone, so you have to assume that it's gone down a little bit. And apparently that is why Notre Dame balked. They were not willing to seriously yes, pay that buyout. I'm reading it right now, Trent. Uh, proved too rich for Notre Dame. Too rich for Notre Dame. Which doesn't make any sense. It's not too rich for Iowa. Well, it's not too rich for Notre Dame either, let's be honest. It's certainly not too rich for Iowa. Yeah. If Iowa wants to do this and do it right, there's a guy. 59. Look at you tracking planes. Oh, absolutely. Well, it wasn't me. I found an investment for it, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Saw that one on Halo. Yeah. Shout out to the guys over there. So that's kind of... My Halo was down for a while last night. Oh, was it? Yeah, I had the shakes. I hate when I can't get on there. (laughs) It's not good for you. Not good for you. Eventually, do I think Andy Ludwig's coming to Iowa? No. I do think it's going to be I wish he was 51, not 59. Eh. Come in for his last five years, last three years, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. He's going to get a good check. Mm -hmm. Certainly going to increase his pay. But one last opportunity to go back to the Big Ten, where he has a lot of background. Come back to the Midwest. He loves working for Kyle Whittingham, as most everybody does. Have you heard one person have anything negative to say after they walked away coaching with Kirk Ferentz? Uh, no. I mean, you don't walk away from Kirk Ferentz. You're fired like Chris White was and Bobby Kennedy. Or you go start a Culver's like Eric Johnson. Good for him. Outside of that, yeah, just not a whole lot out mm-hmm. there. And even guys that have been let go, Daryl Wilson. You don't hear that negativity that comes along with it. He was the uh, OC at Wisconsin from 2013-14. Uh, then went to Vandy, and 2019 got to Utah, where he remains to this day. That's the one. That's if, your guy. If that happens, and again, talking realistic candidates, we're not going to have 
Dana Holgerson's not going to come here. Try to install the air raid under Kirk Ferentz. That's not going to happen. <laughs> of a semi-realistic option. And I don't even think he's realistic. Yeah. But yeah. that would be the one that I would be absolutely incredibly excited about that guy coming to Iowa City. But it's not going to be. It's yeah. going to be boring. It's going to stink. And we'll be yelling into microphones. Well, you will be. Um, you take it a little more serious. Than, <coughs> excuse me. That. Uh oh. Cough it up uh, over there. You know, it's just uh, colds, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Just, uh, anyways, I, I battled one for a while too. I, was that's maybe where I got it. Well, we're in separate studios. That's true. We me. are. Yeah, I can't. You can't play. You're me. off the hook. You're off the hook. <laughs> uh, so another kind of quiet day in sports yesterday. Thank yeah. God uh, we got some football coming your way uh, here this evening. There was some. You're gonna watch that garbage tonight. Woof. Well, what else am I going to watch? Drake and Grambling? Sure. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I'll have it on maybe. No, I won't because my apps will be, uh, I'll be using my internet to watch the game, the That's football right. game. Yeah. So you haven't figured out how to watch Amazon on your TV, though? Yeah, on my TV. On I, your TV. I don't have it on my iPad. On your iPad, you can watch the Drake game. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're not really excited about it, huh? <laughs> no, I'm no, not. no. It's Grambling. Yeah. They'll you know, win by 30. They probably will. Yeah. And we don't get to see Iowa and Iowa State. This is the worst week in sports. I believe it is. Yeah, from a local angle. Because- I'd rather have the all-star break in baseball. Yeah. Because college football's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Might be media days. Hell, we might be in Las Vegas. Right. All-star break next uh, next year. Or maybe coming back from. Um, anyways, we, we shall see. So uh, we've, shot, uh, we've thrown cold water on the Scott Frost thing, which is good because I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. But I was surprised that uh, it's, it's, um, he was trending again this morning. Um, look, we've been wrong before, certainly. We shall see where this one goes. But it doesn't feel like this is a Kirk Ferentz hire. As far as the game tonight, Trent's right. It's tough. I mean, you got backup quarterback versus backup quarterback. That's really one of the stories. Uh, of the NFL this season is just the quarterback carnage that we've seen. Starting in uh, the first Monday of the season, right, when uh, when Aaron Rodgers went down, and subsequent to that, we'd go a couple of weeks, and then we lose another big name, uh, but there was certainly a bunch of them. All right, we're going to get uh, our buddy coming up here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. Let's get Corey in here real quick, and then we'll get to Matt Postens. Hi, Corey. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey, Ken. It's I talked to you about twenty minutes ago. Good to hear from um, you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Um, Trent, you were you were talking about dial-up internet, and I I've said this to Ken. I'm totally blind, so I rely on speech to use computers. Okay. And my dial-up. Remember this. Anybody remember that? I remember anyway, it well. Like, pick, pick up the phone yeah. and then oh, you're yep, kicked off the yep, internet. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Here's why Iowa won't get a good offensive coordinator. Look, I hate to say this about Kirk Ferentz, but he's the Jerry Jones of college football. He's a control freak. It's I, his program. I mean, That's true. Yep, yep. I, I mean, I I hate to do that because he's 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 done a good thing for us. Yep. But his offense, it's boring. I, I was i was making a joke with a friend of mine. You know, like I said, I'm totally blind. I know he couldn't play quarterback, but the quarterback they had last year, hell, I could play quarterback for them and I can't even see. I can run their playbook. They run the ball three times. They throw that little 15-yard out to the tight end. Or when Ken O'Keefe was there, they had the, you know, they went deep to Mo Brown. That, that That's their playbook. So, Corey, I mean, can I ask you, do you rely on Gary Dolphin or do you put the TV on and listen to the play-by-play? Um, you know, Both? when I had when I had a 
dial. I have a digital radio now, so it's harder. But no, I'd love to get Gary Dolphin again, but I can't get him because when I had WHO, I can't get WHO on my digital radio because I don't have a dial. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I'd love to get Gary Dolphin because him and Podolak are great. Yeah. But I just, I can't do it. But no, you guys are right. Iowa, they're going to win the same way they've always won. You know, they're going to, like, I was talking to a friend of mine, like, when Ken O'Keefe was there, their offense was, it. it's not going to blow the Big Ten out of the water. That's not their game. But they threw the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they had Brad Banks. They had Dallas Clark. They had, yeah, and it's like, like that, that Penn State game, they had so little offense. It reminded me playing Madden on easy against, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my gosh. But I'll let you guys go. I know you guys are busy. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for a second, Michael. Yeah, Merry right, Christmas bye. to you. Good to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, back at you. Bye. Yeah, but take care. All right, uh, Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports, joins us. Uh, Matt, Trent, Ken, thank you for coming on. How are you, Matt Postens? Happy holidays um, to you, sir. I'm good. I, I wasn't expecting the Dallas Clark reference, but all right. Let's yeah, go. we're underway here on a uh, on a Thursday. Uh, a lot of, a lot of ground to cover with you. Obviously, want to catch up the the Bulls, etc., and uh, basketball. Uh, I want to start with the news yesterday. Was this just the first domino to fall when it comes to the Big Twelve potentially trying to widen their footprints? Didn't go over well, uh, Trent. My theory that you know that the media days moving to Las Vegas is just the first event that will ultimately ultimately uh, change venues. Uh, Brett Yormark is a promoter, right? He wants to uh, get his product in front of as many people as possible. Uh, I don't have to tell you what it's like at the Sprint Center in the Power and Light District. You're there every year, and you see all the cardinal gold that makes its way down there. And obviously, they wouldn't be able to drive to Las Vegas without taking a three-day trip or whatever, but um, it wouldn't be as convenient. There'll be a lot of pushback. But we're talking about Brett Yormark, and we're talking about four schools from either the Mountain Time Zone or for the Pacific Time Zone, uh, it's a different league. Times are a changing. Will you be shocked if the Big Twelve basketball or football championships are um, held uh, in Las Vegas, not permanently, but as a rotational basis? Um, yeah, I would be because that would really contradict everything your Mark has said about the football game and about the basketball tournament. First of all, let's be clear about the football game. It's contractually obligated to AT&T through 2031. So that game is not going anywhere, and they're committed to having a championship game. As far as basketball tournament goes, he told us in October that he liked the idea of being in Kansas City. He loved the fact that they were the only show in town. They were already engaged in discussions to extend that contract through 2030, and he hoped to have that done by the tournament in March. So I'll be watching for that. Uh, As far as... Media Days is pretty small potatoes kind of stuff for us. I mean, I think our boss, Pete Mundo, is now trying to figure out how he's going to pay for five people in Vegas for two or three days. <laughs> That's his, his the first world problem right now. Um, but for me, strategically speaking, you know, the middle of the country is your market, and Dallas is one of your bigger markets. I don't know what the conflicts are at AT&T in 24 and 25. I'm assuming the All-Star game might have something to do with that. Mm, yes, you're, yep. you're seeding the market that week to the All-Star game. That's fine. But the SEC media days are also in Dallas that same week. Okay? Mm. So you're giving the SEC four days of free media in your market. And you know that the local stations here in Dallas are not going to go to the Big 12 media days. 
they're going to go to SEC because that's where Texas and Oklahoma are going to be. Right. You're giving them four days of free media in your market. That's a huge mistake. That is a huge strategic blunder on their part. There are half a dozen places they could have a media day here. They could go to the Omni in Fort Worth. They could go to uh, the, oh gosh, the Gaylord Texan up in Grapevine. There are dozens of convention centers they could do this at. They could do it at the Star in Frisco, which is where they're going to have their combine in March. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, Media Day is not a huge deal. I mean, we just go to do interviews and stuff like that. But yep. in terms of strategically speaking, this is a huge blunder on their part. They're giving the SEC four days of free media in their market, and they're not even standing in the way of it. It's a huge mistake on their part. Yeah, interesting angle. Never thought yeah. of that that way. That's a great pushback, Matt Postens. Yeah, well, uh, enjoy your guys' time at Circus Circus. That'll be a good spot for you in Vegas, right? <laughs> See, that's, from, that's Mundo's budget, Circus. Yeah. Hopefully a little bit better than that, no doubt. Well, you know, we, we talked about uh, what it's going to go be going forward and the addition of the West Coast wing. We see BYU this year, Arizona, Colorado, Arizona State, all adding to the conference going forward. It is a national brand. So Kansas City, you're right. It's a great destination for it and certainly for the old Big 8 members and most of the Mm -hmm. Big 12. It's drivable. It's doable. But you have Arizona, a great basketball program with a ton of history. You're going to make them every single year come to Kansas City, Colorado, Utah, Eventually, don't you think at minimum it's going to be other places, or do you see just for the foreseeable future, even past twenty thirty, this is Kansas City and that's it? Well, I, you know, I, I guess I could see them rotating it at some point, but um, I, I think your mark is committed to getting an extension done. Now, with one caveat, he has asked the city of Kansas City and T-Mobile for improvements to the arena. When I talked to him in October at Media Day, I asked him if. The idea of then extending the deal means that Kansas City and or T-Mobile has committed to making those improvements happen. And he said yes. So I think as long as he gets the improvements that he's looking for to the arena, I, I think the extension will get done. If that if that falls through for some reason, the current extension, I think, ties the tournament to Kansas City through either 26 or 27. That's where you could potentially see him explore other options if that falls through. But I think if all that you know, lines out the way that he wants it to, I think they'll be committed to KC through 2030. Uh, interesting. I think, didn't we look ch- yesterday, Trent? It's 26, I want to say, uh, that the tournament goes through. 27, I 20, think. Yeah. Is yeah. it 27? Uh, yeah. Interesting point. All right, Matt, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, appreciate your contribution and the, uh, and the other side of things because I, um, I just thought it was perhaps the first domino to fall, but that's good intel right there. Uh, which of the Big 12, um, let me put it this way, uh, of the Pac-12 bowls that are going to go away after this year, since the conference is going to go away, is there any that you, you could see the Big 12 trying to get that tie-in? that would become vacant? Is there one or two that uh, you would think that would make more sense than maybe some of the others? Well, I mean, they're right there. That would, you know, Vegas would make a lot of sense. Uh, They've had a bull tie in there for a while. Um, In fact, I think they've got a game there this year. Um, as I'm furiously trying to look up what the Pac-12 Bowl ties in. Um, I, you know, I think they'd love to get maybe back into the Holiday Bowl. They had that bowl tie-in for a while in San Diego. Yep. Uh, they've also got the tie-in to the game in L.A. So there there are going to be opportunities for them uh, to do that. I mean, you've got the L.A. Bowl, you've got the Holiday Bowl, you've got the Vegas Bowl. 
they also had the opportunity potentially to get back into the Sun Bowl because that was a, a Big 12 tie-in for a long time. Uh, and, and they kind of seeded that uh, as things evolved in the in the bowl picture. So I, I think, you know, even if they don't move, you know, football games or basketball games to Vegas or, or L.A. or anything like that, there are opportunities for mm-hmm. them to open up their footprint, even by inheriting some of those bowl games. You know, they had nine bowl teams that were eligible this year. You're going to add four teams. I would imagine they might have 10 or 11 bowl, you know, eligible bowl teams next year. Uh, those you know, those bowl games are not going away and those teams need to have a place to go. So I, I think, I think I would see them definitely push to maybe get a tie in with Vegas, maybe a tie in with LA, maybe a tie in with San Diego, one of those three markets. Yeah. And you mentioned you're, you're hundred percent right about the sun bowl. It's an ACC PAC 12 and you didn't hit the nail on the head as far as the other ones go. So PAC 12, no more. And a lot of opportunities certainly going to be going forward with that one. When you look at the new structure of the college football playoff, obviously the champion will be in What's the likelihood that we, on a year-in and year-out basis, are seeing multiple teams from the Big 12 in the 12-team playoff? I think it's possible. I, I think what's going to be tough for them early on is I think we saw a lot of parity in this conference last year, you know, beyond Texas finishing with just one loss. Um, we saw so many scenarios where two loss or three loss, in, in, in some cases ridiculous scenarios where four loss teams could have gotten into the conference championship game. When you think about the fact that, you know, it's going to be the top four conferences plus an auto bid for the group of five, and then I think seven at large, I think is what they're looking at right now. Um, you know, you think about the SEC is probably going to get their runner up in. The Big Ten's probably going to get their runner up in. Uh, and then, you know, I think you look at the ACC and you look at the Big 12 and, you know, maybe each of their runners-ups get in most years, but, you know, it's going to kind of depend upon what their record looks like. I mean, we've said all along in this four-team setup that if you've got two losses, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 12-team setup, if you've got two losses, you're not done yet. If you've got three, you're kind of on the borderline. If you've got four, you're pretty much toast, yeah. I, I think. And a lot of the teams in the Big 12 this year had, you know, four or five losses overall. That would eliminate them. So, I think in order for the Big 12 to guarantee themselves two teams in the playoff every year, I think you're going to have to have two teams that are playing at a high level and not losing more than three games in the season. want to pick your uh, basketball uh, brain map, Postons, before we let you go. Uh, we are, what, a couple of weeks away finally from getting to conference play. Uh, I'm sick of these games, ready for the conference play, <laughs> these teams to start taking on each other, right? Uh, I, I, let me start with Houston. Right now, 10-0, they're what uh, third or fourth ranked team in the country. Uh, is this team legit? Are they a fake number four? Or look out, uh, once, uh, whoever has got Houston on any given night, they're in for a rock fight. You know, I, I really think they are a legit team, honestly. I had somebody push back uh, on me on Monday for having Houston in the top three in my power rankings. And I'm like, well, they're undefeated. They have three quad one wins, which is more than most of the teams in the conference. They are probably going to get it. They have an opportunity to get another quad one win this weekend when they play Texas A&M, A&M yeah. site. Yep. Um, so they could have four or five quad one wins by the time they get into Big 12 play. Uh, their guard plays exceptional. Obviously, everybody knows who L.J. Cryer is. You know, Damian Dunn's a great guard. I have some questions about their front court. I don't think it's they've quite got their rotation figured out there just yet. But this conference is so guard-driven that you know I think they were a really good fit. Now, in mid-February, it'll be interesting to see where they are because even Kelvin Sampson referenced it at media days. You know, you can look at the American Athletic schedule and go, yeah, there's a win. 
there's a win. Right. Yep, there's a win. Yeah. So you look at the Big yep. Twelve schedules like, yeah, all those are going to be all those are going to be big games for us, and that's the way this conference is. So that'll be the big thing for all four of these new schools. They're not used to a schedule where every single game is a rock fight. I mean, even the year Iowa State went two and twenty, they could have easily won six of those games. I mean, they were good enough to win six of those games, and they were the worst team in the conference. So mm-hmm. that tells you about the depth of the conference. Of uh, those four teams, I think Houston is the most legit right now. One through 11, this conference is outstanding. Oklahoma State, West Virginia going through difficult times. UCF, I don't think quite there, certainly to compete. But speaking of one through 11, Ken Palm has it projected, those top teams, the bottom of it at 8-10. and 10. 11 is the all-time most bids ever for the old Big East in 2011. Got 11 bids. Is it crazy to think that the Big 12, with what looks to be certainly a down Big 10, ACC down, Pac-12 down, that there's a real possibility we're talking double-digit bids out of this year's Big 12? Wow. Well, let's take a look at this real quick. So let's just say everybody in that top 11 wins out the rest of the way going Mm -hmm. into conference. That would mean... Teams like Texas and Texas Tech and Kansas State and TCU would be no worse than ten and two. Mm-hmm. The, the research that I did, you know, a year ago suggests that if you've got ten or more wins going into conference play, you have a, about a seventy-five percent chance of getting the NCAA tournament. And then it's all about what you do in conference. So if you look at the conference records for those years, the 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 floor is seven and eleven. Like there was one team, I think it was Oklahoma, like four or five years ago, that got in with a seven and eleven conference record. I think they were nineteen and twelve overall, something like that. So, I think your theory holds. If if you've got eleven teams that finish eight and ten or better in conference, they're going to have a puncher's chance of getting into the NCAA tournament. Now, remember too, the top two teams in the Big Twelve that don't get into the NCAA tournament are automatically going to get into the NIT this year. So. Let's just say all 11 of those teams get in. <laughs> Two of the three of UCF, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia right now would be in the NIT. That's wild. That's absolutely wild. Oh, buckle up, Matt Postens. It'll be here before we know it. Um, looking forward to it getting here uh, every single week. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be uh, plenty of talking points, no doubt about that. Hey, Matt, thank you for jumping on with us. Appreciate the other side, uh, certainly another side of Vegas that uh, are uh, the uh, moving uh, some of the events to Vegas that we never thought of yesterday. Appreciate the contribution. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and everybody at Heartland College Sports. Uh, look forward to talking again real soon. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, good to talk to you. Good stuff out of Matt Postens. Double-digit Big 12, you ready for it? I guess it can happen. Oh, We've absolutely. seen it happen. Yes. And when you put it like that... The gap between the Big 12 right now and the SEC at Ken Pomeroy, the analytics site... And is the SEC number two for him right now? Number two, yes. Big 10, three, Big East right behind him at four. A little bit of a gap before you get to the Pac-12. The ACC down at six. But the gap between one and two is as big as the gap between the ACC and the Mountain West. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Big 12, not only is it the best conference, as it is seemingly every single year in college yep, basketball, yep. the gap this year is even more significant. Here's another thing. How many years do we have just everybody beating them? And somebody eventually ends up back in the old round robin, 6-12. and 12. Like, that's a good team. Yeah. With Central Florida... Oklahoma State and West Virginia just not being very good. Mm-hmm. Those are wins that you can pile up. Mm-hmm. And an 8-10 and 10 record for, I think, every one of these teams is going to be enough to get them a bid. Fascinating. 
Um, we will find out, but let's take it slow to get there because I can't. This is going to be so much fun. These yes, well, long winter nights. Uh, this is going to be some good basketball. Any chance it could happen in the Big Ten? No. Wait, there's no chance we're wrong about the Big Ten? Uh, no, it sucks. It's really bad. After Purdue. And then it's... Did you see Northwestern last night? I did not. They lost to Chicago State, the biggest laughingstock of a college basketball program in decades. They have been awful for they years. They lost badly to them? Lost by two at home to Chicago State. That's a, that's a bad loss. Chicago State has that's losses to loss. St. Thomas up in St. Paul, Minnesota. Delaware State, Tennessee Martin, Northern Colorado, Cal State Northridge, Bowling Green. But it went over a team that just two weeks ago beat the number one team in the country. Northwestern, you're in trouble. The Big Ten as a whole, in trouble. Illinois, okay. Yeah, I think they are too. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, okay. Inconsistent, but but okay. okay. I think Ohio State maybe is improved, but the year, 10 and 10, most years gets you in. Not... no chance for Izzo to be Izzo? Maybe, but same thing there. Say they go even 11-9 and nine in the conference. Mm-hmm. And they're playing their best basketball February, March. After the Baylor game. They play Baylor this weekend. They're going to get close. Baylor's terrific. Yeah, they're going to yeah. get absolutely murdered in that game. It's up in Detroit. After that, they get Oakland, who's decent this year. Stony Brook, okay. Indiana State, who's right now the best mm-hmm. team in the MVC. Mm, all right, or well, certainly in, yep, one, yep. And then you get into, I just don't see a path, even at 11-9 and nine with five losses, including losses to James Madison, Nebraska, Wisconsin already. Gee. Three, four, five. If I put the over-under at five. You're talking about the Big Ten. Yes. Uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Purdue, Ohio State, trying to find one more. Illinois. I don't think you can. Indiana? No. Nebraska? They just lost by 30 to Auburn. Indiana gets Kansas uh, Saturday as well. How about the Huskers? No. What do do they have in their resume that makes you believe? They have eight wins. They beat Michigan State. Who everybody beats Michigan right. State. Uh, who, Their best win outside Oregon of that State. is Duquesne. Or Duquesne. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of meat on that resume. <clears throat> it's a down Big Ten. It's a down Big Ten for certain. What's Iowa's record going to be in conference? They're 0-2. 7-11. I think you'd sign for 7-11. <laughs> you know what? Maybe not because it is so bad. There's, they're yeah. going to play some bad teams. All right, we're late. We've got to get a timeout right now. First four callers, if you have not played uh, for the Chicken Coop giveaway, we'll give you that opportunity to do so right now. We'll tell you about Chicken Coop on the other side. 515-284-5966. Chicken Coop giveaway. We'll give you four games. You get the most right. You'll get a $50 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 20 wings. Chicken Coop giveaway. When we come back, it's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Event Center. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, right, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KX and Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports in 10 minutes. Uh, hour number two, we'll talk about the Packers with Dave Sinekin from zonecoverage.com. Stephen M. Simple from On3 Media, the Husker site over there, the latest on Iowa State. See, they're going to get that five-star Rayola flip. Did you see that? They're working on it, aren't it they? Sounds like, what did they do? They gave his uncle a big bump in pay. Um, well, it's not a family that exactly needs money either. Well, you wouldn't think, but if, if a lot that, of NFL paychecks, that's true. But if uh, if that sealed the deal, it might yeah. be, might have been the money well spent. David, John, Brad, and Steve, the tiebreaker for all of you, so you can spend some time on this is Brock Purdy passing yards this week versus Arizona. That will be closest without going over Purdy passing yards. David is first. Hello, David. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Doing fine, thank you. The Raiders tonight are a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chargers. Chargers. The Bengals on Saturday give two-and-a-half to the Vikings. Vikings. The Chiefs try to bounce back. Eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Patriots. Chiefs. Uh, perhaps the game of the week, Buffalo and Dallas. The Bills are a one-and-a-half-point a favorite. Games in Buffalo. Cowboys. Uh, the tiebreaker, David, is Brock Purdy passing yards total, uh, closest rather, without going over. 224. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. John is with Miller and Condon. Hi, John. Hey, how are you doing? Good, thanks. Raiders uh, minus three and a half to the Chargers tonight. Raiders. Cincinnati, two and a half point favorite over the Vikings. Cincy. Uh, the Chiefs, an eight and a half point favorite over the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Patriots with points. Uh, taking the points. Uh, the Bills are a point-and-a-half favorite over the Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, tiebreaker in case we need it. Purdy passing yards uh, closest without going over. 283. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Brad's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Brad. How's it going? Good. Raiders, three-and-a-half point favorite over the Chargers. Raiders. Cincinnati, two and a half on Saturday to the Vikings. The Bengals. Uh, the Chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite over the Patriots. The Chiefs. Uh, Bills give one and a half to the Cowboys. Bills. Purdy's passing yards, closest without going over versus Arizona. 284. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. I appreciate uh, the chicken coop as Steve brings it to a close. Chicken coop, three locations, Urbandale, West Des Moines, and Ankeny. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Uh, the Raiders are a three-and-a-half-point favorite tonight over the Chargers. Raiders. Cincinnati, two-and-a-half to the Vikings on Saturday. Cincinnati. Uh, the Chiefs, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite over the Patriots. I'll go Chiefs. All right. Bills, a point and a half to the Cowboys. I'll go Cowboys. And Purdy's total passing yards closest without going over. Let's do 260. Thanks, Steve. 
Enjoy the games. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you to the Chicken Coop. Again, in Urbandale, in Ankeny on Oral Labor. Urbandale on Meredith. And West Des Moines is, you tell me this all the time, I get it wrong. I'm going to take a stab. 50th in Ashworth? you got to go over another mile. 60th in Ashworth. 60th in Ashworth. 50th, you'll be hanging out at the elementary school. Don't want to do that. No. No, that's no. not good. Not very good uh, chicken go wings over there. They're probably not. No. Although Mrs. Smith. Oh, yeah. Puts it together. I guess she does. What was your favorite lunch meal? We didn't have lunch. We went whoa, home whoa, at lunch. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We went home every day at lunch. We did not have it. All right. Now I'm trying to... How close to the school did you live? A mile. So how long it took you... 20 minutes. 20 minutes to walk. Mm-hmm. There. Ma- Mom would that. have... Not, uh, lunch ready? Yep. Then? Put your snow stuff back on and out you go, kids. Let's go. You're tough. It's Canada. Good God. Trent was awful. Did and you guys have cars up there? Well, no. I mean, yes, but no. Worse than buggy? No. I mean, we had cars, but um, one, one of the one of the kids on the street had one, but he was the only one, and his car was packed when we were in high school. Yeah. And so in high school... Did you have open campus that you get you can go yes. get, grab lunch? Okay. Yes, we did have that. But there we, was never school lunch. Never and never, never. Wow. No, never. And it was thirty below in January in Winnipeg, <laughs> yeah. and the school was north. <laughs> so you got no cinnamon and cinnamon rolls and chili for you. I've never heard of that. No school uh, pizza. Nope. 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 Go home. Grab your sandwich. Yep, back to school, and the bell rings at four, and it's dark outside, and home you go. Jeez. It was awful. Just bloody awful. Uh, if the Bills win this game, are they in the hunt? Oh, if they beat the Cowboys? Yes, absolutely. They are too. We right did our uh, power rankings yesterday for Inside the Numbers on Mediacom, and I put them fourth in the AFC. Yeah, I thought you were a little uh, ambitious. I hope you're right. I'd love to see them in. I think that the uh, the playoffs would be better with them in it because I'm a Josh Allen fan, and the, the, They're more the fun to watch than the Colts. Yes. No offense to the Colts. Right. Or the Texans. Right. Or the Steelers. Or the, well, the Jags are going to get in because they're going to win the division. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Bills would be a, a fun story if they got in. But there's, what, four weeks left to play? That's what it is. Oh, final month. Final month of the season. Lee Sterling joins us for the final time until Super Bowl Friday or Thursday. Uh, when he'll come on, he's, he'll have always has some good props for us. But he'll join us next. We come back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. And with BoostMobile.com slash BoostSmith for details. Condon, welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time for Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. This will be his final appearance until Super Bowl week when he comes on, shares some of the uh, props that he's identified and uh, gives us some a few nuggets as we get ready for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Lee, Trent and Ken, thank you for doing this all season long for us. Uh, we appreciate it. I uh, hope it worked out well for you. Um, my, my first question for you is, before we get into some of the games that you're going to uh, share your opinion on, is uh, I know personally I found the opt-outs and the transfer portal the Action Network really keeps you up to date as to you know who's not going to play in these bowl games, how many snaps those players were on the field for during the uh, regular season. I mean, UCLA's case this uh, is a perfect example this week. They're missing, I don't know, somewhere in the vicinity of 2,500 snaps, believe it or not, with all the guys that aren't going to play. How big of a, or how much uh, do you put into that when you're handicapping these games? And what's your go-to site? 
say it used to be just motivation a couple years ago, but now with all the op, opt-outs, it has become equally tough motivation and so many guys missing games. I mean, we're seeing guys that are going to be like fifth and sixth rounders opting out. Yeah. We're not talking about like top you know, 10 or 15 picks or even the first or second round. So college, uh, the site that I go to, I think most up-to-date is College Football Network's that's a good one, too. Yep. 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 Real good one. So they've been up to date, but it's going to change. I mean, and a bunch of guys, like, how about Marvin Harrison hadn't even decided? Right. You know, he had, at least hasn't notified his team yet that he's probably not playing. Well, let's get into the games. you got yep. a five-pack for us again this week, as you always do, Lee, and we kick things off with one of the New Year's Six. It is the Cotton Bowl, Ohio State against Missouri. Motivation certainly appears to be on the side of the Tigers as they're now favored by two and a half. And really, they, they should have a full complement of players ready to go. Almost every kid who's playing Missouri, if they were recruited by Ohio State, they would probably go there. Let's just be honest. Yep. So, yep. Uh, motivation, number one. think that they are that close to breaking through, and they feel they win this game. It's going to be big. Ohio State's without their quarterback. I'm going to bet almost everything I've got that Marvin Harrison does not play in this game. Mm. Why would you jeopardize being picked probably top three or top four in the NFL draft? And also think that they're going to be able to hit some plays down the field on this Ohio State defense. I like Missouri here. I think they win. I think the sign's going to go up to four or five. So if you like it like I do, mm-hmm. play before it goes over three, before Marvin Harrison uh, puts out he's not playing. I like Missouri big here, 37-27. All right, let's do Iowa State. They travel to Memphis to take on Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. Memphis, the right guard is not playing. Their left tackle is not going to play. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State better than a touchdown, about eight and a half. Yeah, and, and they're also down an off, offensive lineman, and they're number two and three running backs this year on the portal. Interesting player to study, Joe Skates. Yeah. Memphis wide receiver, played yep. three seasons. At at Iowa State here before transferring to Memphis, caught thirty balls this year. He knows the plays and the personnel really well. Rare situation where a player might be able to help out the coaches. Basically, a home game for Memphis. These two teams met in the Liberty Bowl in 2017 when Iowa State won 21-20. A rule that I have with Memphis: if you do this, you're going to win seventy percent of the time. If you go against them when they're laying small points, uh, they usually blow it, and when they're getting at least a touchdown, they cover a lot here. So, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Iowa State wins 42-38, but Memphis covers. Contrasting styles in the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. It is Iowa against Tennessee. Big number in this one already, as the Vols are favored by eight against the Hawkeyes. Don't like to lay this kind of number against Iowa, but I just don't see many past Iowa scoring points here. I mean, maybe three, seven. I can't see them scoring double digits. One thing that Tennessee's done, they have not been great this year, but they don't turn the ball over a lot. As long as they stay away from turnovers, and they usually are pretty safe. Joe Milton may not hit on as many big plays as they did last year with Hendon Hooker. They turn the ball over one or less times. There's not really much of a path for Iowa to win this game. I like Tennessee here. 27-10. All right, let's get into the college football yep. playoffs. We'll start with Texas. They're about a four-point favorite over the Pac-12 champ Washington Huskies. Two good offenses. Uh, number 11, country for 
Uh, Washington, number 16 for Texas, scoring 37.5 and 36.5 points. Difference here, I think, is the Texas defense, giving up only 80 yards per game on the ground here. I think Dylan Johnson, running back for Washington, which is a team that's come much more balanced as the seasons progress more towards running, going to have trouble finding holes there. And that's the case when you get in the red zone against the Texas defense. Their windows are really tight. Their DBs are very underrated. And uh, Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers, since he came back from injury, he's looked like he's 100% loved their offensive line. Also, home field advantage. It's going to be 75 80% mm-hmm. Texas fans. I like Texas 38 28. Michigan, Alabama in the Rose Bowl game. It is the standard 4 o'clock kickoff. We'll see the sunset past the mountains. And two outstanding programs getting together here. Michigan, they are a one and a half point favorite against the Tide. Usually, teams that play extremely well, maybe their best game of the year, they go in to a semifinal, have a tough time. Now, tough to go against Nick Saban. I mean, his record in <laughs> the playoff games is incredible, but Michigan's run defense, number six in the country, allowing just 87 yards per game. If Michigan can slow down the running attack, Alabama quarterback Jalen Milrow's job is going to be much more difficult. I think Blake Quorum is very under the radar. Here's a guy last year. I thought at one point he was going to win the Heisman, uh, but I think he's going to have a big impact on this game. And J.J. McCarthy, his accuracy, and also able to run for some first downs, keep the drives going. And here's something that's crazy. Michigan only penalized 26.3 yards per game this year, number one in the country. Alabama just 8-20 and 20 against teams that average 42 or fewer penalty yards per game here. I know Michigan lost the last two years in the sem- semifinal. They finally get over the hump. Michigan, 27-20, and I think this line, I think Alabama's going to close the favorite. So if you like Alabama, bet it now. If you like Michigan, wait. Uh, your play of the weekly uh, at Paramount Sports, it's an NFL game. It's a Saturday game. Uh, I believe yep. it's the early game. Uh, on, no, it's yep. the night game. Is it? Well, night it's uh, D- Detroit, and it's Denver, and Denver is getting five. Uh, that's your play of the week. If the audience wants more information, how do they reach you? All they need to do is be one of the first five callers at 400-9741. Give them the Denver and Detroit game. Love this game. Give it to you for free. 800-400-9741. And three big specials this weekend. Double Down December continues. Everything through December 31st. College football in the NFL. We only had two losing weeks in the NFL. 12 out of 16 winning weeks overall. Everything. 36 bowl games. We'll probably have selections on 20 to 23 of those. Three weeks of the NFL, not 397 or 297, 197. Also, if you want to try any sport for 10 days, 100 bucks. Football, basketball, hockey, or all three for 250. And UFC, biggest card we've had of the year. Seven selections, including a rare 50 unit best bet wager, just $57 for Saturday. One place, ParamountSports.com. And I want to wish both of you guys, your families, and your staff, and all the listeners out there, because it's going to be the last time we yep. mm-hmm. reconvene until uh, right before the Super Bowl. Happy, healthy, and a safe holiday. Absolutely. Back at you, Lee. We'll talk to you Super Bowl week. Thank you. Thanks so yep. much. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. Hour 2 next, 106.1.